welcome back to Bridgerton Bitches. Today we are talking about chapter five of our book club of book two in the Bridgerton book series, The Viscount That Loved Me. I'm Christina. And I'm Natalie. And let's begin. So chapter five, basically Edwina and Kate talk about the event from chapter four. And Anthony shares what happens next when he gets home after that event. So should we start with the beginning of this chapter? Yeah, so we get our usual Lady Whistledown excerpt at the start, which I thought was super boring. She was just talking mm. about Newt and the dog. I thought it was I thought it was boring, but then it was a little bit sassy because basically well, firstly, Lady Whistledown says that Miss Catherine Sheffield took offence at the labelling of her beloved pet as an unnamed dog of indeterminate breed. How does Lady Whistledown know that Kate feels this way? Hmm, I don't know. Because I just don't know. And then what's quite funny, I thought, or quite tongue-in-cheek, is that she basically apologises, or does she even apologise? But she actually goes on to insult the dog further by saying, the dog is called Newton, although it's difficult to imagine that England's great inventor and physicist would have appreciated being immortalised in the form of a short, fat canine with poor manners. So she doesn't really care what Kate thinks, really, does she? Yeah, and also, do you think anyone reading the magazine, like anyone that's living in... British Land is going to be reading this going, this is fascinating. So no. I just thought it was really boring. Like, no one cares about a dog. No, it's Maybe hard. Down, move on. It's hardly page turning, is it? No. It's not riveting at all. So maybe there's just nothing going on in the ton. She needs to find fresh meat. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, Edwina has a really bad cold because she was pushed into the river in the previous chapter. And it just describes her being in bed. Uh, a little, another thing I noticed, it's like a modern inaccuracy. So she described as having a hot water bottle. And I just want to point out that hot water bottles didn't exist at this point because rubber didn't exist. Um, and we know this because we we found like a really old water bottle in a charity shop, didn't we? And it was made of like ceramic and it's not a water bottle. It's like a log. So just a little inc- a modern inconsistency again that I noticed that I didn't love. I would take a photo because it's really cool, isn't it? Yeah. It looks like a bread bin, but made of ceramic. It's quite big. Yeah, and you fill it with hot water... Um, and you probably wouldn't have had it in your bed either, which is, um, you would have had it like on the floor and it would have warmed your feet. So, yeah. The other thing they used to do to heat up beds was like a hot, a hot bed pan, wasn't it? Yeah, that you'd pop between the sheets, like with full of hot coals. Mm. So, yeah, it just brings me out of it a little bit. Like, I know we were talking about some of the Americanisms that were in there, um, a couple of chapters ago. Unless they had hot water bottles in America and then we were just really far behind in the UK. Mm, I, no, because they didn't have the rubber yet until oh. Victorian times, I think. Okay. Anyway, um, what I noticed about this scene is that whilst Edwina's feeling quite ill, Kate doesn't seem bothered, so she doesn't seem very worried that Edwina is ill. Bearing in mind in those days, I, you know, it didn't take much to kill you. And she's not feeling guilty that her dog is the cause of Edwina's illness. And it just got me thinking about Pride and Prejudice when... Jane goes to visit Netherfield and she gets ill and she's in bed. And Elizabeth Bennet's really, really worried about her. And she goes there to visit her and she stays with her for days and nurses her. Because I do feel like in those days, you know, a cold to us now isn't a big deal or flu. But in those days it was. And, you know, she fell in dirty water. And in those days people could get like all sorts of illnesses from that. So I'm just noticing again that Kate's not being that great a sister. Well, what you're saying, and I agree, I I made a note that I thought Kate was kind of selfish. Yeah. Because also, she's asking Edwina all these questions, and Edwina sounds kind of out of it. 
About Anthony. Yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, what did you talk about? And Edwina's like, who? And Kate's frustrated because she's like, well, Anthony, obviously. And I'm like, yeah, well... Kate's getting really irritable at her and keeps asking her questions. And then it's a jealousy theme again. Yeah. So um, she says to Edwina, did Anthony mention me? And Kate says, uh, and Edwina says no. And it says Kate suddenly felt upset. Yeah, so, She's jelly. Yeah, and it's just all about Kate in this scene. Um, because originally I was like, oh, Edwina's being a bit of a dummy. But actually I was like, no, she's ill. And Kate keeps pressing her for information. She's probably not all with it. Um, and as they are talking, Kate does show that she cares because she's trying to get Edwina to have that drink. But do you think because Edwina absolutely hates the drink and it tastes gross, Kate's just getting her to drink it because she's just being a little bitch? Ooh, really? Do you reckon so? Possibly. Like, she's taking pleasure. Because Anthony pointed out in the last chapter that he thought Kate took pleasure in the fact that Edwina was, like, all wet and disheveled. Yeah. So maybe Kate's taking pleasure in the fact that Edwina has to drink this nasty medicine. Dark side of Edwina. Kate, yeah. Yeah, and what I was also thinking is what you've just said there about how actually this could have been quite bad, like she could have died of a cold... That explains Anthony's reaction in chapter four, because I was not getting why he was so overprotective. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's thinking, I've just found a perfect wife and don't go off and kill her. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to talk about this infusion because they talk about how it's got, it smells like licorice and then there's a raisin in it. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, because I wanted to Google what kind of herbal teas or medicines would have been used for a cold back then. And they used to use, they used to just soak a herb, like dried leaves or flowers in liquid. But they also used to make their own cold lozenges. Have you heard of this before? No. So they used to basically get a couple of pounds of white sugar, mix it in a mortar, then add Spanish licorice um, and a little aniseed seed. And so no, no mention of a raisin. Yeah, that's weird. Kind of gross, the thought of this little shriveled raisin at the bottom of the bottle. Is that vitamin C though, maybe? The source know. of vitamin C? <laughs> Um, and then I, I was going to ask you, because I thought Edwina wasn't getting Kate's questions, and I thought, do you think Edwina was being obtuse on purpose, or do you think she's just ill? I just think she's ill, and also she's, I don't think she's the cleverest little teapot at the tea party, if I'm going to be honest. Oh, that's cute. I've said this all the way through. You like, did. Like, she's not very deep, but... In the TV series, you said it a lot, didn't you? Hmm. Um, okay. What I thought was quite interesting is Kate's a bit dirty-minded, isn't she? In what way? Because she tries to ask Edwina if Anthony took advantage of her. Mm -hmm. And Edwina's like, no, no, we just talked. And Kate won't let it go. She's like, oh, even though you were dripping wet. And I was like, all right, steady on, Kate. It's your half-sister here. What kind of dirty things are you imagining, you big pervert? Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. Mm. Um, They also spent a little bit of time slagging off Nigel Burbridge. Yeah. Um, I don't really know why. I guess it's it's so that we understand that he's not a viable option for her. Yeah. Um, and then Irina does talk about um, that at the end of the day, Anthony is a viable option because of his finances. So this is what I kind of tried to point out before, is that I think Edwina's very hypocritical. Oh, well, Kate's hypocritical when she slagged Anthony off yeah. in the TV show when he was like, uh, you know, uh, talking about the dowry. And she was like, oh, is money that all that's important to you? And I was like, well, actually, that's pretty much your first objective for being here anyway. Yeah. Um, 
even Edwina is like, yeah, the finances are important. Yeah. So yeah, they are hypocritical. You're right because Edwina pretty much just say like, oh, he's really rich. That's like one of the first comments she makes. Yeah, and I actually quite liked it within this conversation when Kate was saying he's the kind of guy that would flaunt his mistresses in front of you if you were his wife. And yeah. I was like, I'm glad she finally said it. Like yeah. someone saying it. Be explicit. And I got confused here because I think there's a slight flaw in Kate's argument, though. Because she's like, oh, um, because Edwina says to her, how do you know this? Yeah. So she does start to um, question Kate. Yeah, it's this bit. So basically, um, uh, Edwina says something like, well, he's known for looking after his family. That's a good thing because wife is family, no? And Kate said a wife is different from family. They're not mm. blood. Um, many men will treat their wives badly. And that's when Edwina's like, how do you even know this? Yeah, and how does she know this? That's what I struggle with, because she's not experienced... And that's why we thought this secret secret pass was going to come out. Yeah. And it's something Anthony uh, raised with Kate. Uh, he was like, oh, I assume you've been married before then. Yeah. She's acting like the expert. So where do you think she's getting all this information from? Because it's not like... It's not like her... It's not like her dad treated her mum badly. Exactly. It's not like she... Well, do we know? I don't know. Maybe he did. Um, has she read it in, like, I don't know, gossip sheets? Or is she just taking what Whistledown is saying? But this is the first time Edwina challenges Kate on something and she notes it, doesn't she? Yeah, and that's a little bit like in the TV series. The Edwina from Bridgerton is very... believes everything Kate says and never oh. questions Kate at all. And I, what I, sorry. I was just thinking, this whole conversation that they have when Edwina's ill wasn't in the TV series. No. And I do think that the TV series doesn't capture the relationship between them as well or their intimacy with each other. And also, I feel like in in this book, Kate is really labouring the point about Anthony. Mm. So she said that about the mistresses. Then she says, look, I spent lots of time with Anthony without you and he's arrogant, he's rude, he's insulting. Mm. And for some reason, Edwina just finds this quite funny. She doesn't seem particularly bothered. Um... And then, you know, finally, at the end, she's a bit like, oh, okay, you've got a point. Um, but I just find it confusing that Edwina's not really taking this seriously. No, she doesn't. But maybe she's thinking, at the end of the day, Kate's my older protective sister. She's being a bit paranoid. Because Kate says something that I was like, you've kind of just, you're not proving your point. So Kate's like, oh, you know, I know the Viscount's a rake and he'd flaunt a mistress in front of you. All of the other mothers in the town know this. And I was like... Yeah, they know this too, and yet they still see him as a perfectly eligible bachelor for their daughters. Mm. So, which is not cool. So it doesn't make well, it doesn't make sense. It's like maybe her expectations of men are way too high. Everyone knows that the viscount is a rake, and yet they all want their daughters. So he can't be that bad. Or it must be that they've just all accepted that most men are rakes, and that's not going to be the defining quality. Yeah, I think she's quite romantic. Yeah. Um, we said this in the TV show that Kate's so romantic, we were surprised she doesn't want to get married. Um, maybe that's why she doesn't want to get married, because you're yeah, so maybe. romantic, you've got this view of what you want it to be like, yeah. and nothing ever matches it. Within this conversation, something that surprised me, Kate said Edwina was the most perceptive person she knows. Yeah. And I just think that's funny, because when Anthony and Kate are literally trying to bang each other in front of Edwina, she doesn't even notice in the TV show, and I'm like, hmm, that's quite funny. I made the same observation that, yeah, in the book, I think they credit Edwina with having a lot of perception and being quite thoughtful and kind as well. 
I think we see some of that kindness in the Bridgerton TV show, don't we? Yeah, I would say she's she's seen as kind, but I think she's a bit vapid in the TV show. And not at all perceptive. But I suppose the reason they did that is because in the books, Kate and Edwina are talking very openly. So Kate says to Edwina, oh, you know, we were talking. And Edwina says, oh, did you kiss? So in the book, they talk about it as if Kate could be as eligible yeah. an option. I thought that was strange, whereas in the TV show, Edwina doesn't think yeah. for one moment that Anthony could be attracted. So this yeah. is this is another example of what you were saying, how because they've changed things that happened from the book in the series, there's a little bit of, like, they've had to change Edwina's character, basically, yeah. from being perceptive in the book to being completely non-perceptive. It'll be interesting to see later on in the book if she does notice some of the behaviours between Kate and Anthony. Maybe, but have you noticed that so far the three of them haven't really been interacting together? Yeah. And is that, oh, is that supposed to be on purpose? Because otherwise, Edwina would be like, oh, he's got the hots for you, mate. But at some point, they're going to have to, aren't they? Like, uh, Edwina was supposed to... Oh, I've skipped ahead a little bit. Uh, I was going to mention something that happens in a second, but... um, so within this conversation as well, they talk about Kate's marriage and prospects. Yeah. Um, and Edwina's like, basically, well, you're supposed to be looking for a husband too. Mm. Um, which I find strange because, again, that's completely deleted in the TV show. Yeah. And we didn't even know uh, that that was something Kate was interested in. I liked in the book that she was looking for a husband. I didn't, again, I felt like what was her reason for not looking for a husband in the TV show? I think we'll find out a bit later. So I hope so. Ed- Edwina's been ill for four days at this point, which That's again, serious. Yeah, I would be worried about. That drink is not working. No. Um, and Mary decides that even though Edwina's ill, they've been invited to the Bridgerton Ball and she insists that Kate has to go with her. Well, can I ask, before this happens, before they go to the ball, there was just one more thing I wanted to ask you. So Edwina says it's very odd that he, Anthony would have behaved rudely to you, Kate. Um, He must have had that I should be looking to your judgment when I choose a husband, and one would think he'd go out of his way to be nice to you. Why, she mused, would he behave the churl? Okay, so is a churl like what? Like a bit of an arsehole? I don't know. Okay. And then Kate goes red and says he said he couldn't help himself. I don't remember that. I don't remember him saying that. Um, well, he must have done. I thought he said... He wanted to go after Edwina as a challenge, but did he say, I can't help being mean to you, I can't help teasing you? I think at some point he must have done. I don't think she would lie. In that case, what he's saying is taking the piss out of Kate and getting like teasing her is more important than him sucking up to her I and being nice. So. Maybe this is an example of Edwina actually being perceptive about yeah, something. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it also starts to show us that maybe Anthony doesn't care so much about Edwina being his wife as much as he thinks he does. There's like a bit of conflict yeah, here. Yeah, I don't think he does anyway. He's only doing it because she's the diamond. He has no affection or attachment to her. Yeah. Um, but this is where we start to see his behaviours maybe indicating that. Yeah, Edwina's noticed something's not quite right, hasn't she? Finally. Yeah. Um, so they, the next bit we see is that Mary and Kate are in the carriage on their way to Bridgerton Ball and Kate is really, really nervous. She's tapping her feet. Mary's like, what's going on? Like, chill out. Mm. Um, and again, Mary reminds Kate, you were looking for a husband too. And what I thought was interesting is Kate's response. The narrator says uh, she could not argue with that. After all, it was supposed to be true. 
supposed to be. So at this point, Kate is basically the narrator telling us that actually, no, Kate isn't interested in looking for a husband, is she? Yeah. But she still hasn't said why not. Exactly. I want to know why. I want to know why. Does she... I mean, I guess her fears could be... I don't know. She's worried about marrying a rake and being humiliated or she's worried about losing her freedom. She like, doesn't trust people. Hopefully we find out why. Yeah, I want to know. I mean, maybe she has a fear of abandonment because where's her mum? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And her and dad. dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it says, Kate and Mary go to Bridgerton House in Grosvenor Square. Is it Grosvenor? I don't know how you pronounce Grosvenor. it. Grosvenor. Maybe, yeah. Um, and we get to see here... Uh, basically Kate's like wow what a building like Bridgerton House is gorgeous and mm-hmm. finds out that Anthony basically lets his family live there and then it changes point of view point of perspective doesn't it the book yeah so she just says just before it changes perspective she says um, she really hopes that Anthony doesn't notice she arrives mm. and then it opens up with actually saying quite to the contrary Anthony knew exactly when Kate stepped out of her carriage and entered his family home Aww. A.K.A. his heart. Um, He particularly likes it when Kate lifts her face to the building and Anthony says, it says, Anthony's breath was sucked right out of him. His glass tumbler landed on the wide windowsill with a heavy thunk. This was getting ridiculous. He wasn't self-delusional enough to mistake the tightening of his muscles. I imagined his dick muscles. I had to read that twice to check if it was dick muscle or not. I want to say as anything other than desire. So at this point, his body is physically reacting to her now. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Uh, and he said all he saw were her lips, full and pouty, and provided that she kept them shut and didn't actually speak, eminently kissable. Yeah. And then, but then he has this kind of monologue in his head where he's trying to criticise her beauty, isn't he? And he's saying... She's not the most beautiful woman. There are many more beautiful women, including her sister. Her face is too long. Her hair is too pointy, whatever that means. Hair or chin? He said hair. Too pointy? Yeah. And then he talks about her mouth, but he has to admit that, you know, she's got a full mouth and that's when he starts thinking about kissing her. And then he's like, oh my God, why would I think about kissing this horrible woman? Well, do you think it's too soon in the book for him to be talking about kissing her? I felt it's way too soon. Like in the last chapter, he was going to be like, I'm going to kill you. I think it's especially too soon for us to see Kate um, having feelings for him. I I, I, I guess if we're we're used to the show, it just feels way too soon. It feels way too soon. They're not building that um, tension and it's just... I do struggle. It's that predictability again. Almost from the first chapter, we're told that they're going to get together. Yeah, and that ruined it a little bit. And I just think Anthony's a little bit too much. He says, The thought of kissing Kate Sheffield was terrifying. The mere fact that he'd even thought of it ought to be enough to have him locked up in an asylum. Come on. Mm. That just felt so over the top. I just can't imagine a guy thinking that way. Yeah. I just and can't imagine This it. is when he says he starts talking about the fact he dreamt about her. And I was mm. like, oh, yeah. Here we go. Um, so in the last episode, mm. uh, my prediction was that this chapter would open up with Anthony in the bath, maybe having a bit of a hand shandy over Kate and the bonnet scene that we talked about. The bonnet scene. And I was a bit excited here because I felt like this is where it was going. So it says he had got home after the previous chapter where he was a little bit wet from the dog shaking on him mm. he'd stripped naked and got in his bath and i was like here we go it's gonna happen nice unfortunately i was wrong 
um, because then it says he gets into bed and he's trying to sleep and he ends up having the most vivid erotic dream slash his worst nightmare because he dreams that he's basically having sex with a woman and then as he goes to kiss this faceless woman the face becomes Kate what did you think of that? Yeah, it was nice. It was nice, but then it talked about... Um, it said... Yeah, it was fine. It could have been a little bit more detailed, I suppose. He said he'd... He says sometime in the night his body had grown restless and hungry and his treacherous mind had filled with the most awful of images. He'd watched as if floating near the ceiling and yet he felt everything, his body naked, moving over a lithe female form. Um, his hands stroking and squeezing warm flesh. Did you read all this out already? I didn't read it out, no. Um, the delectable tangle of arms and legs, the musky scent of two bodies in love, hot and vivid in his mind. And then he'd shifted to kiss her face and she was no longer faceless. And then, and then it was Kate. I mean, it was nice. It was just a weird the way it was described. Um, the delectable tangle of arms and legs. I didn't find that arousing. I'm not sure we were meant to. It felt too short and not detailed enough to be arousing. No. What I thought was quite amusing was um, afterwards it said, God help him if he had actually ejaculated whilst dreaming of the most awful woman and his of his acquaintance because he gets up and he checks the sheets to make sure they don't have jizz on them, which I thought was funny. Oh my word, that's hilarious. I just, I find his language just not very believable. Awful woman, needs to be locked up in an asylum. I mean, he's not talking about a truly disgusting, awful creature here. I don't know. They just have a dislike for each other. Like, she's outspoken, she's rude, she's challenging him, he's not used to it. He just doesn't like her as a person. So I think you would be confused if you found yourself attracted to someone you didn't like. It's just a bit of a confusing scenario, isn't it? I guess, but he almost describes her as if she's got, like, ten legs and eight penises coming out. But, like, he describes her like he should be put in an asylum for even thinking about it. But I think he's doing that because he knows that he's starting to feel something, so he's trying to convince himself of all the reasons why he shouldn't be. So that's why it sounds a little bit exaggerated. So he's exaggerating to kind of, yeah, make himself... himself, yeah, out of To, like, shame himself out of it. Yeah, and so after this, he's uncomfortable, isn't he? He vows to avoid her during the ball. But as we know... (laughs) it's quite predictable what would you predict is going to happen next I mean I think that they're going to dance the ball there's going to be some kind of physical touch maybe he touches like her naked arm or a hair he kind of notices a bit of her hair comes towards her face and he gets a flashback of the dream Mm. and then he gets like a semi or I think something like that I've put something similar my prediction is that Kate and Anthony will be forced to dance either by uh, Lady Bridgerton or Mary will put them together to dance yeah. and then they'll have some kind of touch connection and it was, yeah, I didn't think about the flashback but that would work. Well, the other thing I was thinking that I really hope happens is Anthony tries to avoid her but he's like looking at her and other guys come up to her and he gets really jealous because I think Mary mentioned, oh, you know, you've got to find a husband too and I'm thinking, is this setting us up for Kate to get attention? I would feel like personally it's too soon for him to get jealous of other men. But that does happen in series two when Kate goes on that boat ride with that guy. But that's quite 
afterwards, isn't it's it? It's quite late on. I think. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I feel like it's too soon. I guess. But I just, I almost, because he's avoiding her, I just want him to be, I want it to be drilled home a little. I want him to have more feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's it really. I think in terms of my predictions, I was wrong. I think I thought in chapter five, it was going to be all about Edwina and Anthony talking and finding out from him what he wants to know because I want to know if he's curious about Kate at all but you were probably furthest to the truth weren't you yeah but yeah that's it chapter five we must be halfway through now you know um no I say we're about a quarter oh really so much yeah. has happened though mm-hmm. I think it w- I would have liked far more lead up and I think the dream the sexy dream has come way too soon and it should have been more detailed I would have liked way more detail um based on the whole bonnet thing, I think. And I would have liked for his erection to have woken him up in the middle of the night. I would have liked him to jerk off in the bath. And I know I keep saying this, mm. um, but that's what I want to happen. And I feel like they're teasing us by keep putting him in the bath. And then he's just like, oh, and then I put my pyjamas on and I go to bed. And I'm like, that was a bit anticlimactic. Yeah, I want him to be in the bath touching himself and imagining that Kate is jerking him off. <laughs> Is that too far? <laughs> With her lily soap. With her lily soap, yeah. That's an option. Um, I think that's a nice idea, actually. So, yeah. Okay, well, let's get reading with chapter six. Let us know your thoughts. Thanks for listening.